Welcome to Toonami Therapy, the podcast where we discuss anime, and sometimes Toonami, too. (laughs) I'm Michael. I'm Tommy. And we're here to do exactly the thing that I just mentioned that we do. Oh, we also often get on random tangents. Well, maybe not often, but sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Um... All right, so uh, we'll just be getting into it. As usual, we begin with the stuff we watched on um, Toonami, or at least the stuff we watched on Toonami that we particularly care about talking about. So we'll have Dr. Stone, episode 43. So basically, uh, yes, we get definite confirmation that at least some of the people on this island have some kind of petrification um, device because we see them in a flashback turn people to stone. Um, so we also do find out that at least this one has a limited range. This, uh, anyway, so they want to try to get, uh, the lab back from the, uh, ship. But of course, you know, there's a bunch of enemies there. We do find out, um, that Ginro managed to actually survive it, uh, which leaves everyone a bit disappointed that it was him rather than someone much more useful. Uh, and they use the illustration of referring to um, those as like uh, SSR cards, uh, where Ginro is just a GRR. I don't know if that's a real thing, but um, anyway, so we, they were planning to um, do that, but then it turns out that, um, that Suika managed to uh, dodge it also so she's good and she's apparently an ssr card in this analogy and um so yeah now uh ginro did get the information that they need the lab so uh, i it'll be up to him and suika to manage to get the lab away and to our main characters yep um yeah, I thought it was a fun episode. Yeah, I enjoyed this episode. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I'm glad we are finally starting to get some information about the petrification stuff. I mean, well, technically all we know is, well, some other people have it. But, you know, that's something. <laughs> um, the the jokes were pretty good, although it seems to like it mixed stuff up because they say, it's like a gotcha game. But I thought all that rarity stuff was like in card games, not gotcha games. Maybe some gotcha games have them. I don't know. The, the only I, I my experience is mostly just playing like Fire Emblem Heroes, and uh, that one doesn't have that kind of rarity. They're just five, four, three stars. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I just uh, there isn't too terribly much to say about it. It was kind of a straightforward episode. There was some. Um, but yeah, there were some funny things like when they're just screaming, I need the lab. And then they just, and then they, um, when they get, uh, notice, they then claim that Senku's name is the lab. <laughs> okay. All right. So then we move on to one piece episode 626. Um, mm-hmm. so they're basically, uh, going, uh, out to get to the next thing and uh then a bad guy shows up and attacks them and uh 
and he's able to like control people with collar stuff and law forgets that his special power would al completely allow him to uh, break those collars because this is, as it turns out, complete filler. Not, <laughs> not, not, we're not doing padding. We're doing just simple filler here for, um, which is a change of pace. So, uh, so yeah, there's not really, uh, so basically, I mean, I guess it's filler, so it doesn't really matter. I, I was wondering, huh, wow, the, uh, the kid, uh, Momonosuke and, uh, Kinemon, the samurai guy, they, did they show up at all in this episode? It seems like they just mm -hmm. disappeared. Well, there's your answer, filler. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have much to say about this episode at all. Um, yeah. It's it's kind of funny because I've been saying, man, look, if you have to keep it going, just do filler um, stuff. You, you know, instead of all this padding, at least I'll know that it doesn't matter. And now they're doing it, and I'm guessing, well, well, I don't know. It's actually it's not that great, but at least I know it doesn't matter now. Uh, yeah. But don't get too excited about them doing this instead of doing all the padding because this is a pretty short, like mini arc of like three episodes or so before we get back to the canon and. Then, of course, a bunch of padding. Yep. Honestly, padding and duct tape. Yeah. Honestly, the fact that the pa that the pacing of this episode was actually not, did not feel super slow was maybe the um, indication that it was filler. <laughs> you don't need to draw it out if it's filler. Yeah. Um... So yeah, I, I think I think there was technically a small bit of canon in this episode, but it was almost entirely uh, filler otherwise. Mm -hmm. So I don't have too much to say about that. Yeah, uh, and as you can see, our tsunami reporting is greatly reduced thanks to uh, a Gulf swim. Can you believe that? 15 years ago, you could sit down at midnight on Adult Swim, watch anime until the sun came up, and then do that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Now, what we get? Three new episodes a week? I mean, we get, we get a new Dr. Stone, a new One Piece, and a new Naruto. And that's it. Once, so three shows a week. And it's kind of really sad. Um, well, I think a lot of that has to do with just how so much stuff is on streaming now. Yeah. Like, like, sure, they had all that anime stuff each night, but then on the other, but now you can watch all that stuff anytime on um, um, Crunchyroll or... A uh, high dive, or well, they're the ones that have almost all the anime, and then Hulu mm -hmm. or Netflix will have a few things. Um, yeah, Speaking now, of, yeah, go ahead. I was wondering of all the stuff that they did air on Toonami, like or well, technically Adult Swim, they didn't call it Toonami then. The anime stuff is all of it on Crunchyroll, or were are some of it on some of the other services? Um, dang, I can't remember everything they um showed i feel like this stuff is would be on crunchyroll i don't think the um i'm talking about this stuff back then a bunch of the more recent stuff is in fact on high dive like made in abyss or the lupon uh series 
I don't, I think, um, I think, hmm. Oh, weird. Crunchyroll has, um, seasons two and three of Fooly Cooly, but not the first season. And they're also only subtitled. So I don't know how all that works out. Mm -hmm. I wanted to say, speaking of Hulu, uh, we got it again. My mom wanted to watch a show on Hulu, so we're back to being Hulu subscribers. So in case there's any anime that's interesting on there, we can always try checking that out. Um, yeah, I think there was a series. What was it? Um, I, I, I haven't looked too deeply into it. I just noticed it. It seemed like it got some decent reviews on Hulu there, or maybe it was a Disney. I think it was Hulu called, uh, let's see, what was it? My happy marriage. Um, oh no, wait, that's a Netflix, not Hulu. I'm sorry. Um, mm. sorry to get your hopes up, uh, um, for that. I have Netflix too, so. Okay. I have no, I don't know if it's good or not. I just know it got decent reviews, but sometimes that, that doesn't always mean every, um, thing. Um, well, you know, it doesn't mean anything with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, all right, so that's our yeah. I mentioned we sometimes get on on tangents. That was a well, I guess it was kind of related, but still. All right, so we've figured that out, kind of whatever we were figuring out. Um, oh right, we got on that thing because we were talking about how they had a lot more anime on Cartoon Network, Adult Swim back in the day. Um, we didn't watch Naruto this week, so yeah. Uh, no fan fiction to speak of. <laughs> yes, the series being um, how I, I want to know how much longer is it going to go on because this is a kind of long arc that's a, that's all fan fiction in a dream. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we got that. Um, I guess we can move on to. Um, let's see. Right, we got the last two episodes of Endo and Kobayashi Live, episodes 11 and 12. So, episode 11. So the witch of yore possesses, uh, Lyasalate, except then she doesn't because Lyasalate beats her out. And then we, and then the witch of yore is like, well, I guess, oh, I'm sorry, I guess I'm a good guy now. Um, and basically we get a, a ton of exposition about backstory that I don't recall being hinted at much at all before. <laughs> um, so to get actually in what was a pretty good line, I'll just describe, uh, I'll just skip through it because the character in the series gets a pretty good line that describes it. <clears throat> the gods had an infidelity issue and the world almost got destroyed. There you go. Anyway, um, so then, so it turns out that one of those other deities made, got to, went to our world or something and possessed that one guy we've been seeing a few times, the Kion guy. And then he's, uh, decides, well, we've got another episode, so we need something to happen because everything seems kind of resolved. So I'm just going to kidnap Kobayashi's sister and use her as a vessel or something. So then they have to go and stop him and, uh, and uh, to stop, and he tries to do the corrupting thing to Kobayashi, but then Endo's like, "Oh no, I, um, well, it's the last episode. I guess I should mention that I'm in love with you, and that solves the whole thing there." And uh, oh, Elias Latte enters our world by taking control of a little doll that 
Kobayashi made because the other D what was her name? Listen, Lirena did a barrier. I uh, basically that all that happened. Bad guy gets defeated. Um, uh, Everyone um, lives happily ever after. Sometime later, Endo and Kobayashi somehow get trans get, manage to get transported to the game world to see Lieslate and uh, uh, see uh, wedding, and that's all happy and it's a really happy ending. Um, <laughs> the end. <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, it was pretty much Beauty and the Beast, wasn't it? It was, you know, she said, "I love you." And boom, everything was solved. Everything's good because she said, I love you. That solved everything. So happy ending. And Endo and Kobayashi are now in a video game that they played. And it's like, well, it kind of defeats the purpose of the whole broadcasting club that this show was originally founded on and now i guess they're just gonna live in the fantasy world so the, the impression the i got with the impression i got was that they were only temporarily transported there for the wedding but the series doesn't really make it doesn't explicitly um state it e either way but that was my impression that they were just there temporarily mm-hmm yeah, uh, I don't know what to say. These were weird episodes. It, That's it, it. Kind of these two episodes kind of remember. Oh, I can't believe what was its name. The, the sort of like thing they aired around Halloween on Toonami, The the four episode um thing where the housing. Housing Complex C. That was it. It reminded me kind of of the last episode of that, although over two episodes, where the first half is just a ton of exposition, and then the second half just uh, goes completely crazy. Uh-huh. Obviously, I'm only speaking in general. There were a bunch of differences um, still, but there it was, it did... In a number of ways, these last two episodes felt like an ending to a series that we didn't watch. Because there was <laughs> so much stuff just suddenly introduced about the backstory and who this guy was and all this other stuff. And I'm thinking, I don't think this stuff was built up. I like this. I don't think this was just suddenly dumped on us. Now, I don't know if maybe it was and I missed it, or maybe this was better built up in the original light novel and the TV series didn't really include it. I don't know. But it really did feel like. We were suddenly having all these things that we're supposed to that we're supposed to know about, but then just suddenly get told, "Oh yeah, there's all this stuff going on in the backstory, and it was really important." Um. Yeah, it uh, honestly, some of these just kind of made um, kind of made me uh think the whole like, okay, in this thing, everyone gets a perfectly happy um ending and the bad guy gets redeemed except for the other bad guy who doesn't get redeemed but he gets put into a coma and then maybe he'll get better when he wakes up it's kind of unclear but um yeah it's just kind of i don't know it's the whole thing kind of like um you know uh, kind of like you know the the pacifist ending of undertale where every where no one dies and everything turns out great and the villain gets redeemed and everything's all great Unless you did, unless you already won 
unless you won the game on the genocide route, restart it and then play the pacifist route because then um because then your uh, your game gets screwed up and you don't uh, and it ruins your happy ending by implying that everyone dies after all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that was I was thinking a bunch about Undertale in this, which honestly is a game that I wasn't that big on. I mean, I like some ideas in it, but on the whole, wasn't huge on it. Uh, and oh man, I probably made so many people angry with that take. But I was almost like I wondering, wow, was this being influenced by that? It did get translated into Japanese a year before this, um, before the book came out. So who knows? Um. So anyway, yeah, I, I guess that's just the ending. Everyone, it's happy for everyone. It all works out, and we learn a bunch of backstory that uh, I, I guess was important. Um. But weirdly, I feel. I'm still, because, okay, so this is all some alternate, because what we got, okay, so in the backstory, there were the two gods, and one, the god and the goddess, and uh, the god, uh, the male one, uh, uh, Kuan, was that his name? He got warped to our world and possessed this guy, but then, how did the, how exactly did the game get made, is my question, because this apparently all happened in some alternate universe, but and maybe this got explained in all the exposition and I missed it. I'm sorry if that's the case, but how did the game get made that was this copy of this actual alternate universe? Was there some sort of communication to the game developers? How how did that happen? I don't I don't developers, feel like that developers, was explained. Developers, developers. What? Yep. Developers, 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 developers. Yeah. You you are familiar with that meme no i'm sorry okay <laughs> uh let me go to knowyourmeme.com and it will tell me i assume let's see developers um hmm doesn't seem to quite list exactly what it is let's just do developers Okay. And, um, the Microsoft president once said it in a presentation. Okay. And it got turned into a meme. So. Okay. Um, it's a really old meme. Okay, this is a really old meme. So I don't blame you for not knowing it. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm um, looking... Yeah, I'm seeing some information about um, it. I'm just uh, okay. So, what what was the context exactly of him saying the developers in relation to this? Sorry, you'll have to explain it to me. Oh, it's just a Windows conference in 2006. He just starts going developers, 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 and it caught like wildfire and then people were making anime music videos mm-hmm. with, with him saying it in there so the amv contest had a video with him saying that so mm. yeah yeah crazy okay. stuff but it's really old really, really okay old. So, yeah. okay all right um so yeah that's that's the thing i'm just left confused as to how 
the game was a mirror of this alternate world, except it wasn't even a mirror of the alternate world. It was how things would have gone if not for this intervention. So how did that get communicated to people? I feel like it never explained um, this exactly. So, and it's not just like, it's not like a video game comes to life or whatever, because again, the guy from that game, like from that alternate universe came here somehow. And again, I'm just left wondering, was this something that was better explained in the light novel or not? I'm, I'm honestly kind of curious and wonder if maybe I should look at that just to um, see or look at the manga adaptation. So, yeah, I, I kind of feel like I ran through the stuff to say in me um about this this final uh episode uh do, do we want to talk about the series in general yeah i was disappointed <laughs> um yeah i thought it was a great concept okay i thought it was a great concept i was like okay this is they're going to be you know helping this guy make the right choices in order to save it and then it just turned into this slice of life type of thing. And the only things Endo Kobayashi ever did was yell, what a great Sundere. And, and that was pretty much it. And um, it's my fault because I picked it because Lisa Latte looked like Aaron Anakari and I couldn't resist another Erna, but she was no Erica. Er she was no Erna. And, um, yeah, so it, it wasn't a bad show. It just wasn't very good. And, you know, I just probably kind of forget about it. I, I probably won't remember this one. This one will go the way of uh, Parasite <laughs> or something like that. You know, Overlord, something, something I just, it, it was okay, but I, I won't remember it. Okay, I um, well, don't don't feel bad about um like suggesting it because I was actually interested in this show. Also, I was thinking, should I suggest it? So mm -hmm. I, I I might have I might have done it if you hadn't preempted me to it. So um, <laughs> although uh, no, it's a great uh, so uh, yeah um we so I think I I kind of agree on what you said. It it was just sort of um. Good concept. I don't think it really made much use of it. Too much of it was it's of it was kind of like just slice of life stuff in and characters get together, except I never really felt like I cared too much about most of their romances because I didn't think they were developed that much. Um Develop. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, yeah, you, I set you up for that. Um, and, uh, so yeah, a lot of it I thought was just kind of boring. The, the ending was, well, I, the first, the second to last episode I thought was kind of boring because it was just all of this exposition and I'm just saying, right. okay, I, I guess this was the case. The last episode, well, it wasn't boring. It was weird and kind <laughs> and just kind of, and just left me thinking, okay, I guess this is happening. Um, mm -hmm. But it wasn't boring, so it was definitely the better of the two episodes. Um, on the whole, yeah, it was, I don't, I want to consider it a bad show. I just kind of consider it kind of there. 
I had some parts I liked, but its biggest problem is just I felt a good amount of it was boring, and I feel like they really... It's weird because that it felt stretched out for so much of it when you get to these final episodes and you think, wow, you really should have set some of this stuff up better. Like, we, we, like, it's Lyrena, like, she shows up. Okay, I know, I'm pretty sure she was mentioned before, was, but I don't remember her being made much a big deal out of. So it's a little weird that, that, you know, suddenly she shows up and I'm like, oh, but who is she? I heard of her. I don't know this person and other things. And ultimately, I don't think we really got an explanation for how all this stuff with the game works. Like, in fact, why does this one... Why is this specific game even behaving the way it does? Mm-hmm. Um, because usually uh, when... There's, of course, several series where, you know... Um, people go to a game world or something and sometimes, you know, you need to explain, okay, you know, what's going on? Are they actually in the game? Is this fictional? Is there an alternate world? And often they usually don't explain much other than like, oh, well, the information somehow just got to the developers telepathically. Um, (laughs) I did it without even trying. (laughs) because that that was that was an that was an episode of the justice league cartoon where they go to this world where it's um like the co- where it, it all like the characters from this comic book series one of the characters um read are there and he um and you know we just get an explanation well somehow the, this just got into the minds of the writers somehow and you're like okay you know whatever it happened somehow that's your explanation but i never feel like we even got that here right um so yeah it's uh def- it's not bad but it's definitely a letdown yeah um, which is a shame because i would before even before you when i saw the premise for this uh like like last year, I think I was looking mm-hmm. and saying, Oh wow, this looks really cool. I'm interested. Uh, and, uh, and I ended up not watching it because I thinking, well, maybe I'll suggest it for the podcast at some point. Uh-huh. And, uh, you beat me to it with that. So, um, so yeah, great concept, not so great execution. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, if any, but, there these these are based on a light novel series uh the, the tv series covers the first two the third one i think is just like it has like a lengthy epilogue and a bunch of like side stuff in um there uh i guess if i look at that it could give confirmation about whether endo and kobayashi go back to our own world or not but yeah um i like i said i think that's the case but the year i don't think it explicitly says that um for all we know they do just stick around there Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, at this point, I'm just repeating myself. So I guess that's it for Endo and Kobayashi Live. Next week, we'll be checking out um, another series on High Dive, uh, The Eminence in Shadow. Yeah, I have I have no idea what it's about. I, uh, I mean, I think I did have an idea of what it was about when I saw an advertisement for it. And then I kind of was like... Okay, I'm not going to spoil myself, so I haven't looked at almost anything about it. Do you legitimately know absolutely nothing, or are there at least a few basic things you know? Like, do you know its genre? Uh, I guess not. 
<laughs> okay, I'll. You know what? I'll, I'll just let you watch it, and uh, and uh, you'll see. Um, well, well, yeah, I'll probably guess wrong because remember that whole joke we had where uh, where um, I was complaining about too much Sonen series, and I'm like. I don't like the Sonin like Tokyo Ghoul. And you're like, no, Tokyo Ghoul's a Sonin. And I was like, well, I'd rather have stuff more like, uh, more like a comic got kill. And you're like, no, a comic got kill is a Sonin. So, <laughs> yep. uh, so uh, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll find out. Sh Shonen and uh, Sonin, really, like they're often especially shonen is used as a genre but it's not it's just a demographic it's for I, I mean a lot of times people use shonen as kind of a shortcut for the specific like shonen battle series you know like your dragon ball one piece uh -huh. naruto my hero academia like that that a lot of times when people just say shonen they refer to that but generally speaking it's just okay is what is the target audience for the magazine if it's in weekly shonen jump it's the shonen series if it's in a uh, weekly young jump it's a seinen series and yes it's weird that seinen which is like you know 18 and up is in the magazine called weekly young jump but that's just how it goes it's it's just literally where it is jojo was a shonen for years and years and then it suddenly became a seinen when it when it switched magazines mm -hmm. okay um i i think it switched magazines early on into part seven. So everything we've seen of it has been shown in. All right. Okay. So that's our Endo and Kobayashi live take. We can move into the last thing, uh, Full Metal Panic episodes eight and nine. Okay. So the first episode is kind of uh, back to school shenanigans and stuff. And. Kaname and Sosuke having misadventures. And then then the ninth episode, well, there's more of that, but now the captain from the submarine, Tessa, she decides that she's going to help with this missing, to catch this guy who uh, he lost his mind. I don't know. I don't know. How to, in fact, I didn't even remember this, so uh, that's not a good sign for me that I I don't remember this. But uh, yeah, this guy gone crazy. He he attacked the guy over his tie, and um, he so Tessa has tried to subdue him, but as a result, she's staying in Sosuke's apartment. And of course, <laughs> she decides she's going to take a sour right whenever Kaname decides that she's going to visit. And well, the jokes write themselves. So, uh, but but to be fair. Full Metal Panic came out way before most other shows that have used the same joke. You know, Full Metal Panic, this is from 2003. I didn't even realize that uh, one of the voice actors in this episode died a long time ago. And um, 
he voiced that older uh, military guy who was with Tessa. Uh, the voice, his voice actor died back in 2008. So uh, that's a long time ago. So Full Metal Panic, it, it may seem like it's like a generic type of romantic comedy, but actually it it kind of created most of these. Uh, it, it, it was more of a pioneer on these uh, types of romantic comedy situations that we're seeing here. And um, I know this show gets a little darker as it goes along, but um, I really enjoy the romantic comedy parts of Full Metal Panic. That's, in my opinion, what's best about it. I don't really care for all the accident and the robots and all that. But, um, yeah, so... I really enjoyed these episodes. They would have won number one yet again on my top three if I was doing it, but I don't feel that's fair. So I leave it out. And um, yeah, that's what I got. So, oh yeah, I looked him up. You're talking about um, Mike Klein. And I don't know if I pronounced that right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he died in 2008. It looks like in a, uh, uh, it looks like he was later replaced with a different um, person because, well, you know, you had to replace some, someone. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and, yeah, Kent Williams replaced him. He did, um, oh, yeah, he's he's done a lot of um, stuff. Um, I'm just glancing over the Ghost, list. Ghost in the, Ghost in the Cell. Um, Kent Williams? Was, was he? Um, oh, yeah, he was the Ghost in the Cell. Um, he, 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 he was, he was, uh, he was, uh, it says Kurahara in Ghost in the Shell. Wait, was he the one I was thinking? I thought he was, I thought it was a different person who, um, I only, I only see him listed as, uh, as, um, being in, uh, Ghost in the Shell, the new movie. I, I don't see okay. him. Yeah, I, I just thought... He yeah. sounded like a Ghost in the Cell character. Okay, that's why I looked him up in the first place. And oh, okay. I was like, I was like, wow, I didn't realize he died, and that was tragic. Um, but yeah, I I was just searching him because I was like, I know I've heard this voice before, but apparently I hadn't. Yeah, the um, who was the uh, main? Were you thinking that he was like uh, Aramaki? Um, from yeah, Ghost one of show? those people. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, Aramaki. Actually, I think the guy who voiced him in Standalone um, Complex uh, actually died. Let Let me double check on um to see who it um was. Oh, oh, the one who voiced Aramaki. You, you, he, he kind of has a he. That was William Knight. Um, mm. he, he did Aramaki. He, I, I, I remembered him because he, uh, did the voice of one of the, um, one of, one of the enemies in, uh, Stone Ocean. And I looked him up because it, and I was saying, oh, wow, he died. Yeah, he died, um, last year in two thousand, in late 2022. But yeah, that was William Knight. Uh, did, the one who did this voice in this series is Kent Williams. 
uh, but they both got a Williams in there and both have their the other name starting with a K. So they're kind of a little uh, starting with a K and ending with a T. So they're kind of a little similar there. Mm-hmm. Now, in regards to this, um, what is a little confusing to me, though, is the fact that uh, Kaname, she the way she reacts to um, Sosuke, it, I'm just thinking like. You two were just in a literal life and death. You got kidnapped. You were in a life and death situation and nearly got killed. And he was super important in rescuing you. Why are you acting like you are now to him as if none of that actually happened? Like She's a bigger tsundere than Lie Silvate ever was. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing, because that's one heck of its undere to just essentially, apparently, and it's not like it's even forgotten, because uh, he, like, mentions, well, all this stuff happened, and she's like, well, yeah, but I, no one's tried to kidnap me now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, you got kidnapped, you know people are after you, you know this guy, even if he's kind of socially awkward, is in fact working to protect you, what... I was especially confused because he gives her the earrings and everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Or maybe it was a bracelet. I can't remember. And But then he starts talking about how it could be useful in combat and stuff, and she gets really angry about it. I'm uh-huh. thinking, no, you could be kidnapped. This is good to have. Um, it, so that just struck me as weird to go from... to, to go. I, it's not just that we went from, like, you know, serious stuff to being comedy. Because, you know, other series do that. Spy Family did that a bunch. It's just weird that she, after going through all that, she's just like, well, I'm just going to keep treating him normally. And I'm thinking, okay, that seems a little weird. Um, That was more in the second episode than the first, though. The first one did have some pretty funny jokes. It was, even if it did, it, it amounted to the usual thing of, oh, hey, this girl needs to pretend, needs a guy to pretend he's her boy, um, friend to impress, uh, people and such. And even though it's a kind of stale thing, it was pretty funny. They, they did a good job with it. That was funny. Um, it was weirdly, the second episode, I think I had more of a problem with because, I don't know. I just, it just, I just kept thinking you guys were in this life and death situation and bonded and stuff. And now you're just acting like none of it happened. Why? Yeah. I think the series is, sorry. I I think the series is better when it's just going for the comedy with the, the, the fact they put in all this action stuff and then just went back to the comedy as if none of it had happened just feels weird. Well, that's why Fumofu is the best part of the metal panic it's all comedy all the time although there's there is fan service and i know you don't like fan service too much but uh it it completely it's just complete humor so i i i'm sure you'll enjoy that one a lot more than this and certainly more than the second grade because the second grade I thought was not that good, but um, we'll we'll find out. Maybe maybe I'll change my mind on that, but probably not. But um, yeah. So that's Full Metal Panic. Yeah, I am interested though to see more because you mentioned that um the 
I can't remember her name. I'm sorry, I cannot remember people's names in um, in the, the names are too Japanese. That's a problem. Tessa, you talking about Tessa? Yeah, te or actually, I that's no, that's not a Japanese name. They're um, yeah. but uh, so I, I don't know why I said that. Um, oh yeah, no, her name is uh, her name is Teresa Testarossa. So uh, okay, that was wrong. The, the I don't know. A bunch of the names just kind of blur together for me. I can remember the names of the main um character. Uh, the two mains, but uh, other people not yet. Um, anyway, you said you remembered really liking her, but wasn't couldn't remember why. So she did show up in this episode. Um, didn't really get a chance to do much, but maybe we'll see more of her uh, going forward, and that will make you remember. Yeah, I think it's because she serves as a good foil for Kaname, who doesn't want to admit that she likes Sosuke, but but now she views Tessa as a threat to her. So now that that the love triangle thing really uh, comes into play and it's really enjoyable to watch those two kind of fight it out over it. Okay. Uh, so, so, yeah. Yeah. They they describe Tessa as like a tritagonist, or I don't know if that's the right word, but she's basic, basically a third, third main character of the show from here on out. So um, she just didn't really show up until like Oscar did. <laughs> it uh, oh wow! I looked it up. I never knew tritagonist was a. Uh was a word until now, but apparently it is. I, I knew protagonist and, uh, and, uh, deuteragonist, a uh, deuteragonist or however it's pronounced. Although I, I haven't really heard deuteragonist used that much. Um, like protagonist people use deuteragonist, not so much. Usually it's like more, uh, usually people actually will just like say like, you know, secondary protagonist, um, instead, but yeah. Okay. Maybe she's the, the tritagonist, the third most important, um, one. Mm -hmm. I learned a new word today. Mm -hmm. uh, there does not seem to be a quad tagonist, though. <laughs> that would be Ruby. <laughs> okay. Well, no, that would be um, that would be Yang because she's the least important of the four. <laughs> well, I meant the series oh yeah i know i know i was trying i was trying to make oh, okay. a pun off of that to say well she was the one who got the least attention <laughs> at, at least in the yeah. one at least in what we saw yeah that's for sure if any attention at all <laughs> okay all right that's our shows and uh then i guess we can go into the top three which is again well <laughs> We've only got four. Sh we've got four shows to go through, and one of them you um say that you aren't going to rank. So I don't know. Um, so that makes things a little weirder, but a little um harder. Uh, for me. Uh, well, first would be Doctor Stone, then Full Metal Panic, then for One Piece and Endo and Kobayashi. I'm in the weird position of, well, the One Piece episode was better than the first episode, but I think it was worse than the second, so... Oh, well, it's a, it's its last option. I'll just give it to Endo and Kobayashi um, live this week, uh, third place, I guess. 
Okay, for me, well, you know the top three, but uh, third place, One Piece, second place, Endo Kobayashi Live for the final time. Dr. Stone gets the first place mark for the second straight week, even though it is true that it's not having as much competition. Um, it's it's kind of sad that One Piece, we've been watching it like all year long, and yet it's still in a tie for ninth place in my in my top three poll. It's it's so. the, it's just a problem that One Piece it's it's a problem it's had for a long time and will continue to have. It's the fact that they don't want to do filler arcs, they don't want to take breaks, so they ha- um and the manga is only being is still being released, so they have to basically pad every chapter of the manga into a full episode, and uh that just make and that makes it go really. And they have to do all this padding and stuff. So every time you watch an episode, it feels like you only watched half or even a third of an episode. Mm-hmm. And until it fixes that, which it 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 it, 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 it it's just going to keep doing with that until it fixes that. Until we get a one piece Kai, um, it's just <laughs> going to keep having that problem. <laughs> There is like a fan edit online called One Pace that tries to take that tries to cut out all of like you know the reaction shots and like and um things to make it paste uh better. I've never seen it, but so I can't comment on it. But honestly, at some point they probably, I think they actually. I would not be surprised if we legitimately do get a One Piece Kai at some point. Um. Cut, cut out all the padding and uh, give us better paced episodes. I mean, why why not? It it gives you an excuse to uh to make more money off of it, and all you have to do is do some editing. No new animation required. Mm-hmm. Because One Piece is the manga is ending sometime. Like it's in its final arc now. Never underestimate the power of a long-running shonen um series to drag out its final arc. So one p don't expect it to be ending like for years yet, but it's at least going towards its conclusion at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'll be sixty by the time it's over. <laughs> Well, by the time the anime finishes um, airing on Toonami at the current rate, I, I think the manga will actually end before that point. <clears throat> okay, that's those um, series. Uh, yeah, don't have uh, too much else to say. I, I guess I've been... Sure, I'll just mention a few things. So I've been... Wa- I decided, okay, I'm going to rewatch ReZero. Uh, well, dubbed in Spanish. Um so it's an interesting experience in which I only understand about 70% of what's being said. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I'm doing it because, I don't know, I had reason to rewatch um, it and uh, I wanted it to be something I watched before. But um, looking at it again, I think the first few episodes, there's they're, they're still kind of fun. I think some parts are a little tedious when you already once you've seen and you already know yeah okay this is going to happen and Subaru will die and we'll reset all of this um 
But yeah, after seeing so much isekai stuff with boringly overpowered protagonists, I'm like, yes, yes, a series where the char main character, when he try goes like, I've been reincarnated into a fantasy world. I'm going to do some cool spell and nothing happened. And then he die, and then he gets beaten up and dies. I'm just like, oh, this is such a relief. <laughs> it, it, this, uh, unlike what I, I need to it, like so many things. Like, um, you know, this is what I want. Not I got a cheat skill in another world and became unrivaled in the real world. Um, two or um. My or what was it? Um, my unique skill makes me OP even at level one. And by the way, those are actual titles of series that aired this year. I want to make it clear. So, what about didn't I ask to make my abilities average in the next life? Yeah, that one, that one at least I saw watched a little of it. That one's at least I think a that one at least was trying to go for a comedy, although. I did see complaints that the that the anime skipped and changed a bunch of stuff from the light um, novel. So I don't know um, that goes. I thought, well, it's okay. It's it's at least like a comedy series about the character being overpowered rather than it like. Um, so it at least was doing something like that. Um, anyway, the I, I so re zero yeah it it still was kind of decent. It was interesting to look back at some of the reactions when it first premiered. At, um, like I was looking, okay, what did anime the guy that's at anime news network say? And honestly, they weren't really that impressed by the first episode. And I was thinking, man, if that premiered now, would they be more positive after just having so much of the like I went to another world and now I'm crazy overpowered series to see one where the main character isn't overpowered and just gets beaten up and killed? Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um yeah, I guess there's more stuff I could talk about, but I don't know if I want to be going on for too long. Um, mm -hmm. in it, yeah. So, but at least so far, I'm still enjoying it. We'll see how it goes as I go on, and let's see, and maybe we'll see how things go when I get to season two and can understand even less of it than the first time <laughs> around. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, all right, I guess that's everything. So, everyone, we will see you next week for... Uh, the same stuff, except we're going to be trying Eminence in, Eminence in Shadow, two episodes. We'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll like it. Maybe we won't, and we'll drop it after um, two weeks of two episodes. Or who knows? We're unpredictable, I guess. Um, and at, now that you've gone through my obligatory trying to awkwardly end things, I guess I'll just actually end things now. Bye. Bye.